This is the Gender Justice Brief, a podcast of gender justice. We fight for gender equity by breaking down legal, structural, and cultural barriers and expanding protections. We want to see all people thrive, regardless of their gender, gender expression, and sexual orientation. Our country is facing the most significant attacks ever on bodily autonomy, abortion access, and transgender rights, including the rights of transgender children. This week's episode is a short clip of our former clients, Matt and Helene Woods, as they share their experience of working with gender justice in 2019 to hold a discriminatory Minnesota school accountable. Matt, a transgender student, went to Buffalo Middle School excited to learn and be his most authentic self for the first time. Instead, the school repeatedly isolated him from his classmates, limited his restroom access to a single facility no other student was required to use, removed him from physical education classes entirely, and generally failed to provide a safe and equitable learning environment. In 2019, Gender Justice, along with co-counsel Beston Flanagan LLP, sued the Buffalo-Hanover-Montrose School District, arguing that the district violated the Minnesota Human Rights Act and the Minnesota Constitution by failing to provide Matt with a safe and equitable learning environment. And we won. Matt received a compensatory settlement from the district and also agreed to create and implement new protections for transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming students, ensuring that they can access facilities and play on sports teams that align with their gender identity, and that school officials will refer to them by their true names and pronouns. To help us continue achieving these sorts of wins, we hope you'll consider contributing to Gender Justice this Give to the Max Day, November 16th. We're using gifts from people like you to protect the rights of trans kids, limit the influence of anti-abortion crisis pregnancy centers, expand legal protections for transgender people, change the narrative around trans inclusion, and protect your right to access emergency contraception. With your support, we are continuing to educate, advocate, and expand protections for bodily autonomy. Your generosity allows us to hold people and institutions accountable, set groundbreaking legal precedents, and work for human, civil, and constitutional rights for everyone. We hope you'll consider giving at givemn.org slash genderjustice. Thank you, and now for Matt and Helene's story. Thank you. Um, I'm going to introduce Matt in a minute. He's going to... He's going to pretend this isn't nerve-wracking. So. <laughs> I'm Helene Woods, um, and Gender Justice represented Matt and I uh, against the Buffalo-Hanover-Montrose School District in about 2014, I think, is when we started the suit. Um, basically, what happened was uh, Matthew was 11 years old. Um, his sister had gone to Buffalo, and she had a great experience there. And she told Matt how wonderful it was, and he had not come out to us yet at that point, Uh, but he was transitioning from fifth grade to sixth grade, so elementary school to middle school. And so you have to imagine he is this tall. (laughs) Yeah, he was just a little guy. Uh, And he went to Buffalo. He spent about two weeks there. He looked around. He thought it was great, and he said, this is the place where I can be myself. I'm going to come out here. Uh, And so I'm a single mom 
and all three of my kids I drove to school and would pick up. So uh, the day he decided that, I was picking them all up from school, and we're all in the car driving home. It was on the way, uh, on the way to school. Was it on the way to school? We were always in the car. <laughs> we were always in the car. Um, all good major family conversations happened in the car. Um, and I'm driving, and he, he tells us all that, you know, he's, he's Matthew. And everyone was like, okay. <laughs> um, and we went home, and we had dinner, and they, I made them do their homework, and I may have made him do the laundry. And then uh, we got up the next day, and I figured we'd be having more conversations about this. What does this mean? You know, who do we tell? You know, how, how do we move forward? But the hardest part was out, right? The hardest part was probably just telling us in the car. Um, and that went fine. So I go to work the next day. I, I drive them all to school. And uh, um, at 10 a.m., so that conversation happened at 5.30 on like a Monday. And at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, the school was calling me <clears throat> because Matthew uh, is a very determined individual. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he had gone to all the teachers up until that point and everyone who was an adult, and he had basically said, um, please use he, him pronouns. My name is Matthew from now on, the end. Um, and by third period, I was getting a call, so I hadn't even had 24 hours to sort of process this. Um, and the counselor on the phone was saying, Matthew has gone and done this. Is this what you want us to do? Um, and we'll just put aside how problematic it is that they called me at all. Um, and, and, and I took a moment to like let that sink in, and then I said, yes. If that's what he's saying he needs, that's what we're going to do. And the counselor was like, yes. <laughs> and the superintendent and the principal were like, no. <laughs> that's not what's going to happen here. Um, so I'll try to make the story as short as possible. I know you've been here a long time, but hasn't it been fun? <laughs> yeah. It has really been enjoyable. So. Good job to all the people who put this on and all the serving staff, amazing. Anyway, um, so ultimately what happened is they wouldn't let him use the boys' or the girls' bathroom. They made him go to a, uh, the school, the, what, what do you call it, the teacher's lounge. The t it was the teacher's staff bathroom that was locked half the time. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's a sixth grader who needs to use the restroom um, and... Uh, what he has to do is go to the teacher's lounge, which is far away from where he needs to go, and they haven't bothered to tell the teachers that he's allowed to use it. So during lunch hour, when it isn't locked, he can at least go to the bathroom then, right? No, because there's teachers standing in front of the door, and he has to out himself over and over to people he doesn't know. So you can imagine the toll this took on Matthew. Um, and eventually what he started doing is leaving school and crossing the highway and going to Walmart and going to bathroom there. Um, and of course, once he's there, he's not coming back. <laughs> I'm going to be where I want to be. Yeah. And there's lots of bathrooms there. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to do at Walmart all day long. Lots um, of mischief. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things that was most heartbreaking to me about all of this is uh, 
you know, up until that point, he was that kid who was willing to go up to teachers and say, you know, this is who I am. And he loved school. He loved recess. He loved lunch. He would come home every day and tell me all the wonderful things he had done. Um, and they just, this just ripped his joy of learning away from him. He stopped going to school. Um, there was a lot of truancy issues. It was, it was a very difficult time. Um, and we ended up moving school after school after school. Uh, it was really hard to find a place that he felt safe, but also he hated school now. Like, he went in with that, this is the place I can finally be myself, and they completely let him down. Um, so um, eventually we found a school he was okay with. It turned out it was a school right up the block. <laughs> Who knew? Um, and uh, we went through the process with gender justice, and uh, the legal decision came down. Um, so at this point, what you need to understand that the truancy issues were so bad that he was at the end of his junior year in high school. Don't, don't look like that, this is good. Um, <laughs> and he had missed so much school and had so few credits that it was really unlikely that he was gonna graduate with a diploma, okay? The legal decision come down his um, junior year, the end of his junior year, and I understand that gender justice is helping people across the country and they're doing amazing, amazing, important work. But what I really want you to leave with here today is that they're saving individual lives and individual families too. When when he finally understood that a court had said what we've been trying to get him to understand for years, that this is not your fault, what they're doing to you is wrong, you are a valid human being, you are loved, you, you are needed, we want you here. That couldn't get through, but something about that decision, the court saying that's what they did was wrong, it made a difference in his brain. And you could just see it sort of slowly happening. And, um, he finished up his junior year of high school, and over the summer, it was as if he decided, you know, I'm not gonna let that take away any more of my present or any more of my future. And he, he started going to school. Um, he also got a job, <laughs> and he did some volunteer, he had a volunteer job at Monty Arts, but what he really did in that last year of high school, in addition to those two things, was finished a full complement of his senior year, uh, what do you call it, credits, yeah. plus all the missing freshman, sophomore, and junior credits. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 10 days before he was supposed to graduate, we got the call that he had done it, that he was gonna get a diploma. <laughs> It gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Um, so after that, like Matthew took a year off. He, he worked full time. He got a, an apartment about a mile from my house. So I see him all the time, which is wonderful. Um, and he, he learned how to drive. He got a car. He really took responsibility for, you know, what is he going to do next? And he was excited about the future. And in August of this year, he started college. <laughs> Thank you.
and he loves it. He has his love for learning back. Um, yeah. Uh, just one final quick thing, and then I'm going to hand it over to Matt. Um, uh, Jess had talked about the, the partners, and I want to do a shout out to Christy from Best in Flanagan. Is she around? Um, She's here somewhere. But uh, uh, she was one of the co-counsels for Matthew. And while, uh, while she was talking, um, I had this memory of uh, how great all the attorneys were with Matthew. Remember, again, he's this big, and he, he's, he's wide-eyed and thinks it's all going to be so easy and it'll be done tomorrow. Um, and they helped him understand, you know, that's not the case. And, and they just walked him through everything. And he had agency, and, and he was involved in every decision. But I remember this conversation in the car. Um, Matthew and I were in the car uh, talking about his case, and I mentioned something about Christy working on something, and Matthew, in his little 12-year-old, maybe 13-year-old voice, said, wait, Christy's my attorney? Um, <laughs> apparently, he thought Christy was a social worker who was assigned to make sure that he was, you know, did great through all this. <laughs> That's how good the attorneys are with these small children. They really treat you like your family, and they're taking care of you, and they're making sure that everything's okay. So... Um, shout out to her. And now, and now this is what I, what I really wanted to do is I get to introduce you to the most amazing, the best big brother to his little sister, the best friend to his oldest sister, the kindest person I know, the intelligent, the handsome, the tallest member of our family, <laughs> Matthew Woods. I'm not going to pretend here that I'm not absolutely dying and terrified to be talking to all of you. Um, I am very grateful for gender justice and everything they've done for me. I don't think my life would be anywhere as good as it is now if it were not for gender justice. Um, what that school did to me was not good and it shouldn't have happened. And I am very grateful that they had, that they are now forced to have gender affirming care in the entire district. And I'm very grateful. I, I'm saddened that, that all that happened to me, but I'm grateful that I had wonderful, wonderful, wonderful attorneys and a team that was able to get me the justice I deserved and give me my life back, essentially. And so thank you. I'm very, very grateful. Thanks for tuning in to the Gender Justice Brief. This show is produced by Gunter Janel and Audrey Griegas. To keep up with our work in real time, be sure to check out the show notes for where to find us on the web, social media, and to sign up for text updates. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share to help us spread our message. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.